0: Morning, everyone. How are you? Good. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I'm privileged to be able to share this morning. Um, and for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jakin. Um, I'm the youth pastor here. And I'm not 16. I'm actually 27. Um, a lot of people don't believe me, but I am. In fact, some girls the other day thought that I was 16. Um, some 13-year-old girls... And uh, it was very strange, but I told them I was 27, um, so all good, but I didn't know I looked that young, so it's a good reminder. I think it'll be great when I'm 50, um, but right now it's not that not that nice. Um, so I'm sharing this morning on a story called Contagious, a message called Contagious. Who has been um, sick over these holidays, this winter kind of break, anyone? I feel like almost everyone's had a turn. Not fun. Um, and I'm not really talking anything about that, I was just kind of curious. Um but we're going to be talking a little bit about what it means to be contagious. Now, when I was a, um, I was a kid, from the age of 10 to 13, my family and I, we moved to um, the States. We moved to the California. My dad's a Yank, and so we, we went over there to live just kind of around the area that he grew up. And it was really fun. So we planned to stay there a year. We ended up staying there three years. Um, and in that time, I actually joined Boy Scouts. My dad thought it'd be cool for me to, to experience that. Um, and it is cool, guys. I don't care what you think. Um, it's very cool. Um, I, actually, I actually really loved it. Like I love the outdoors, I love camping, I love hiking, I love learning survival skills. I remember one week we had to go and we had to build our own shelter and sleep in it overnight and we, all we had to eat was potatoes that we had to cook and we didn't wait long enough, enough for us to cook so we ate them raw and um, it was good times, I loved it. Um, But so Boy Scouts was pretty fun. It was um, a lot of learning in there. But I remember this this one time we went on this hike, and it was a week-long hike in the Sierra Mountains. Um, And the only way in and out is hiking. Like, you can't can't get there any other way. This is the way to this lake that we were going to. It was like this big circuit, and the only way in and out is on foot. And so we we hiked in, and we spent two days there, and then we we hiked back out. Um, But I remember at the very beginning of this trip, there was this kid who had been sick that week. And so he came on, and he was kind of just getting over it. Um, But he decided he he didn't want to miss out on this trip, so he came. Anyway, by the end of this trip, by the time we all got back, every single one of us was sick with the flu. Like every single, I think it was 20 of us, and we all got sick, and we're all vomiting, and it's not very fun carrying all of your gear on your back and and throwing up and then keep walking, and not a good experience. And so anyway, that kid became known as Disease. That's what we nicknamed him. Um, (laughs) It's horrible. I thought it was funny at the time, but... um, And I don't actually remember his real name anymore. Like that's all I know him as. He's just disease. That's his name. Um, And so we all got sick thanks to disease. Um, And I I won't forget that trip. It was very memorable. Um, It was an interesting experience. But today I want to talk about how you and I are actually contagious. And I find it interesting that I think sometimes we can actually be known by what people catch off of us disease was known by obviously making us all sick um i would love to say his real name i feel terrible for keep calling him that but i don't know um but sometimes we can actually be known for the things that people catch off of us i'm just going to pray and then we'll get straight into it lord i just thank you so much for this morning i thank you for every person in this room god lord i pray that you would just come and you'll just speak through me right now holy spirit you administer to hearts lord jesus God, that it wouldn't be just what I have to say, Lord Jesus, but that you would just really come and you would speak to us, Lord. Have your way in this place. Thank you so much for this family. Amen. So I believe that each and every one of us carries an attitude. We all carry attitudes with us, whether they're positive or negative. We all carry attitudes, and I believe that those attitudes are contagious, that people will catch those attitudes that we carry off of us. So I want to share a little bit uh, from a a chunk of the Bible. If you guys want to turn your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, or if you have your smartphone Bibles, or whatever you got, we're going to go to Numbers 13. Numbers 13, verse 25. Um, And I actually, I always go kind of back to this this chapter. I love this chapter of the Bible. It's very interesting. There's so much you can pull out of it. But the, the scene here is that Moses has kind of, you know, the people have come out of Egypt. Moses and his people are in the desert. And God has promised them that they, they're going to take this promised land where they're going to they're live. And so Moses is like, all right, let's send some spies and we're going to go check it out. So he, sends, he takes 12 guys from different tribes of kind of the group of them. Um, and there were probably over a million Israelites at that time just camping out in the desert, which is a lot of people. And so he kind of grabs different guys from these different tribes and he sends 12 of them in. And he says, I want you to go tell me what this promised land looks like and then give us a report so we know, you know how, to, how to move ahead with this. So anyway, we're going to pick up the story there from 25. These guys go out and it says, After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. A little bit earlier, you'll see that the fruit that they grabbed was like, there was this cluster of grapes so big that two guys had to carry it. Like it's a lot of, it's like a fertile land. It's just showing that it's it's a beautiful place to be verse 27 this was their report to Moses we entered the land you sent us to explore and indeed it is a bountiful country a land flowing with milk and honey here is the kind of fruit it produces but everybody say but that was that was all right but the people living there are powerful And their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and all along the Jordan Valley. So that's all of their enemies basically all live in this land that they want to take. But Caleb tried to quiet the people and stood before Moses. He said, shut up, who cares? Let's go at once to take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. Two guys out of the 12 believed what God had said and they believed that all they had to do was just trust God and take this land. But 10 out of the 12 were freaking out and it says in verse 31, but the other men who had explored the, the land with him disagreed, we can't go up against them, they are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Then the whole community, over a million people, began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. I reckon that'd be an eerie kind of sound to come across that. And they said, their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. And they said, if only we had died back in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained, why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted amongst themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. So these guys went and they brought back this report of the promised land. And 10 of them spread this bad report, and in no time, over a million people are freaking out and saying, we can't do this. The attitude that those guys had was fear. They carried an attitude of fear, and it was very, very quick for that thing to spread, and everyone all of a sudden was terrified. And they actually were so scared that they didn't want to go in the Promised Land. They said they would actually rather be slaves back in Egypt, or they would rather just die in the wilderness. Like, that's pretty terrifying. I don't know if I've ever been that scared, Where I'm like, I just wish I would die right here right now. Actually, probably have. Um, It's not, it's just crazy. And to me, that shows that these attitudes that we carry are contagious, and they can be positive or negative. My question to you today is, what attitudes are you carrying if you look at your own life? Are you carrying joy? Are you carrying fear? Are you carrying peace, bitterness, grouchiness? stubbornness, stupid. I think stupid is an attitude. We have some young guys here at, um, on Friday nights and one of them will do something stupid and then everyone's doing something stupid. So I think that's, it's contagious. <laughs> what kind of attitudes are you carrying? The Bible talks many, many times about how we're influenced by those around us and how they're influenced by us. In Proverbs 13, verse 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So if you want to be smart... Hang around smart people. If you want to be an idiot, hang around idiots. It's pretty simple. 1 Corinthians 15, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Proverbs 27 verse 17 is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. It says that the people we hang around are going to influence us, that, that whoever we are with, the attitudes that they carry, the things that they carry are contagious, and we're going to catch that. You can be a great person. You start hanging around with people that aren't so good. Soon enough, you're going to be in the same exact boat. I know that I've experienced that in my life. So these attitudes that we carry are contagious. We are contagious people, whether we like it or not. So I just want to ask what kind of attitudes are you carrying, negative or positive, maybe a bit of both? I'm not sure. I was challenged myself on this, this week, just examining myself. What kind of things am I carrying? What do I want people to catch off of me? I have a little girl now who's one years old, and she's already copying like, just things that I do, things that I don't even want her to copy me doing. She just like sees me doing and starts copying and I'm like, oh man, I can't believe she's already picking up on that. It's kind of scary. Like, I'm like, I've really got to watch myself because she's going to start copying everything I do. Matthew 5 verse 13 talks about it like this. This is Jesus talking. Who loves Jesus? Oh man, I love Jesus. Jesus says this. He says, You are the salt of the earth. Is it coming up? Yep. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor. Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Jesus is talking to His disciples here, and all of us who follow Jesus are Jesus' disciples. And He says to all of us that you are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. Hannah and I just bought some salt and pepper shakers from Aldi's. I know this sounds completely random, but it is a little bit. And uh, we saw them in the catalog. Anyone read through the Aldi's catalog? Just me? Yeah, yeah come on. That's, that's brilliant. I love Aldi's. I get excited. I'm like, oh, look at this, Anna! It's like only $49. And we don't need it, but I want it because it's so cheap. And um, we saw these two salt and pepper shakers and they were nine bucks. And I'm like, oh, they look nice. Like ours just broke. Let's get those. And so I go and I buy them and then I find out they're electric. And so now we've got these electric salt and pepper shakers. You don't have to do anything. You just tip it upside down and it's like, and it pours tons of salt on my food. I love it because everyone knows that like, grinding your own salt that's a chore like the amount of time that I'm saving now is incredible I highly recommend everyone go and buy electric salt grinders I just have so much time on my hands anyway salt we are called the salt of the earth and salt is good for is good for what flavor salt is good for flavor I love putting salt in food I'm, I'm my mom grew up just putting way too much salt in our food so I definitely like things salty And salt is good for flavour, and God says that we are the salt of the earth, and we are supposed to bring flavour to the earth, to the people that we're with. We're supposed to add energy, we're supposed to add life, we're supposed to add zest, we're supposed to add to people's lives. And God says, you know, if salt has lost its flavour, if you've lost your flavour, if you've lost your life, like, you're not being as effective. Like, what's the point of that? No one likes being around someone who's lost their flavour, Someone who's lost their zeal, who's lost their energy. Somebody maybe walks around, oh, life's hard, life sucks. You know, what's the point? It's useless. I'm as useless as an ashtray on a motorbike. I'm as useless as a screen door on a submarine. I've got heaps of those if you want any. (laughs) Useless. What's the point? Just apathetic about life. I can't be bothered, can't be stuffed. Does anyone love hanging around those people? You're just like, yes, get me around a group of those people. That would be fun. That'd be a party. You know, we, there are people like that. I call them human Eeyores. Anyone watch Winnie the Pooh with Eeyore? He's just always so depressed and sad. You know, what's, I wrote down one of the things he says that's funny. Oh, yeah. He just always says, it could be worse. Not sure how, but it could be. Like he says stuff like that. I have some friends who are kind of like that. I'm not going to name names. But, um, and when you're around them, like I can only be around them for a certain amount of time. And then I start to be like, oh, man, like, I'm starting to feel down myself. Like, I came in here happy, and now I'm just like, oh, gosh. Like, it kind of just sucks the life out of you a little bit. Does anyone else experience that? If it's your partner or something, don't. Put your hand up. Just stay. (laughs) Stay with your hands down. I don't believe this is the attitude that a a born-again, a spirit-filled, a free Christian should have. I believe that we are called to be flavor. I believe that we are called to bring life to people. And I don't think it comes naturally. I don't think it's easy. I think it's something we've got to be intentional about. I've been learning that this is something I've really got to make. I've got to make a choice to do it. It's not something that just happens. Has anyone seen this movie Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks? Man, that's a good film. That's a great movie. Tom Hanks... um, he plays this kind of lawyer. And anyway, there's this Russian guy who's been accused of being a spy in, in the States. And so he's under trial. And throughout this movie, he continues to say to this Russian guy, like, aren't you afraid? Like, aren't you worried? And the Russian guy always returns, would it help? And I always thought, that's a great answer. I want that kind of mindset. I want to just realize that, you know, worrying and stressing and freaking out and being down about my circumstance all of that doesn't actually help me it's so easy to do and there are definitely times when we need to be sorrowful we shouldn't just push past it but i think so much of the time i'm caught in this kind of slump and i don't need to be there and it doesn't help me winston churchill says i'm an optimist it doesn't seem much use being anything else when i think about people that are contagious i think of my daughter lydia she is super contagious. If anyone's had any time with Lydia, you'll be smiling before too long at all. She's very, very contagious. And I've just got this quick little video from when she was about eight or nine months. She's fat as anything and bald. It's great. I love it. Um, so just have a watch of this. loves it. (laughs) Loves life. Now, I could be a little bit biased, but I think that is hilarious. I laugh every time I see that. And I watched your faces. Every single one of you was smiling. It's contagious, isn't it? A baby's joy is just contagious. I haven't met one person who Lydia can't make smile. I was in a coffee shop and there was this lady. She came in all grumpy. Her face was like, Literally like that. And um, I don't know if it was stuck that way, but she came in and she was ordering a coffee and she was just not happy. And she ordered it. She stood there and was just standing there. And Lydia's just like, hi, like does this little thing. And she wasn't looking at first and she kept doing it. And then the lady turns around and she's like, smiles. And then she's grumpy again. I forgot I was supposed to be grumpy. But I was like, I don't think I could have made that lady smile. But Lydia has this thing where she can just bring joy to people. And I love that. I love how babies can do that. It's awesome. People love being around babies and we can learn a lot from children, little children like Imogen today. How cool is that? They, they teach us so much about joy and about just wonder and awe and it's just awesome having a, having a baby. I love it. It's just like everything's kind of fresh. I get to see things through her eyes. It's awesome. They just love life and it's not just kids that are fun to be around. There's people... Adults that are, that, are, that are fun to be around too, and I know that there are certain people I just like to be around. I, I can't even explain it. I can't always put my finger on it, but there's just something about them that I just love to just be around them. You know, people that I, that I go to and, and I walk away every time from just hanging out with them and I just feel refreshed. And we don't even have to talk about ministry. We, they don't even have to pray for me. We don't have to do anything like super spiritual, but, but I know their life with God and I know their relationship with Him and I know who they are, and just being around them refreshes me. And, that, and we don't have to say it, but I still catch something from them. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? There's just people in your life who, who you walk away from your faith boosted. You're like, man, I just, I want to have greater faith and trust God. There's people that you're around and you're just like, man, I want to, I want to be encouraging. I want to be generous. There's people that, that have something. And when we're around them, words that need to be spoken, but you can catch it. It's contagious. There are people and and they go through life and they're not necessarily have the easiest life even. Some of these people like have it pretty hard, but they choose to push on. They choose to persevere. They choose to put a smile on regardless. And they're not ignoring their circumstance. They're not saying it didn't happen. They're not being ignorant. They're, They're choosing to be a victor and take hold of what God has said instead of like having that victim mentality. Like this sucks and this is hard and this shouldn't happen to me. They just choose to push on and there's something about that that just inspires me. And it encourages me. It's refreshing being with someone like that, a person who has great faith, who believes God for the impossible. Maybe you can think of some people like that in your life. If not, I encourage you to find someone. It's so good for us to get around people like that, just to rub shoulders with them and make sure we're catching something from them. I'm learning how crucial that is for me and how I need to prioritize it. I remember... Um, having chicken pox when I was a kid. Does anyone have chicken pox when they're a kid? Hopefully everyone in here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I got chicken pox and I remember, I got it pretty bad. I was pretty sick, but I remember having the day off school, having, I don't know how long I had off school, but then all these parents from our church and from our school started sending their kids over to play with me because they wanted their kids to get chicken pox when they're little, you know. And so I thought it was great. I just got the, the day off school and just got to hang out with my friends. We just watched videos and I think it was back in the Super Nintendo days, so we didn't have an Xbox or anything, but playing Super Nintendo. And, but it was interesting. The parents sent their kids over to play with me because they wanted their kids to catch something off of me. And um, it was chickenpox. It wasn't anything great. Um, but I believe that as the church that we should kind of be like that, that people actually are wanting to, to be around us, that people are actually wanting to send others to be around us because we've got something that, that others want to catch. Others want to get what we've got people who want to be around you just because after they spend time with you they just refresh themselves how awesome would that be if we can just refresh others just by being with them i think a lot of us here do a great job of that i think a great attitude is contagious but the catch is is i don't think we should wait to catch it from others i believe that we need to focus on being carriers so don't wait to catch it from someone that you can actually start that attitude yourself, you can actually be a carrier that others can catch things from you. You might ask how, and I could list a bunch of principles, I could list seven steps to a better attitude, I could go through a bunch of different things, we could talk about killing negative thoughts and writing down things you're thankful for, and different things like that, and that might help, but, but today I really just want to simplify it. You know, it's not rocket surgery, as they say. Um... <laughs> I don't think that you need any more formulas. I don't think you necessarily need any principles this morning or those five keys or anything like that. I think this morning, I just want to remind us that all we need is Jesus. We just need Jesus. I know that I just need need Him. My first and only point today is just that. Be with Jesus. Jesus's attitudes are contagious as well. And we catch things just from being with Him. Jesus is one of those people in the Bible that others actually like to be around. You know, sinners and, and, and different people that um, the disciples might have ruled off as crazy, they were the kind of people that were inviting Jesus to their houses. Non-Christians, people that, that weren't Israelites and, and stuff like that, they were inviting Jesus to their houses because they wanted to be with Him. And I don't think that means that Jesus was this serious kind of stubborn Spock-like character I don't think anyone wants to be around someone like that i believe that jesus was actually fun to be around that people actually liked being with him and so people invited him because they were like i just like being with this guy like i don't know why but i like him uh, he wasn't a complainer he wasn't a snob you know he wasn't an eel. no one likes being with those people for long jesus was was fun to be around jesus was refreshing for others to be around i believe jesus was an optimist he believed the best about people. He believed the best about life. He was very real and he was very honest. We have that verse where he says, you know, in this life you'll have trials of many kinds. That's very honest, a little too honest. And then he says, but take heart because I've overcome the world. He says, don't worry. Like, look on the bright side of things. Like, I I have, you will have hardship, but I have taken over the world. I've actually made a way for you to experience life regardless. I've made a way for you to be free and to have freedom in this life. I've made a way for you to have joy regardless of your circumstance. I've made a way for you to be thankful regardless of what you're going through. Jesus says that we can have heart because He has already overcome. Jesus saw the potential in people. Jesus looked at people who maybe society had had ruled off and, and written off who others maybe would have looked down upon. Jesus saw through those kinds of people and he, and he called out a better person. People like Zacchaeus, who, who was a tax collector. Nobody liked him. Jesus saw through him and he, out, he hung out with him for a bit and Zacchaeus' life changed. Jesus believed that there was something better in Zacchaeus or, or the woman who was caught in adultery. Jesus went up to her and he didn't accuse her, but, but he brought out a better version of her. He said, you know, go and, go and sin no more. Go and live your life. He brought freedom to her and and the woman at the well and the many lepers that he healed. Jesus saw past all of their mess and he said, you know what, I see something better in you. And he called that out of them. Isn't it nice to be around someone who believes in you? Someone who, you know, you don't have to be fake with. Someone who actually knows you and actually believes in who you are. And they bring out a better version of you. They actually bring out a truer version of you. I love being around people like that. Jesus was contagious and people's lives were changed in the Bible just by being around Him. Today, people's lives are changed just by being around Jesus. Jesus wants to bring out a better version of you. Jesus wants to bring out a truer version of you. The person that you were created to be, not a a false self, but who you really are. God wants to bring that to life and He wants you to walk in freedom. If you want to be a better person with a better attitude, you've got to get around Jesus. Jesus got to get around jesus we got to catch what he's got a few weeks ago i was in a worship service at um at college we, we do them like every fortnight and it's great it's just like 40 minutes of worship anyway so i was here and i was just seeking god again and, and i just love just to find my own space and just seek god and just worship him and and um i was just praying just asking for god to do things In my life just god fill me with courage fill me with your joy fill me with this and lord i want to see revival in our youth group i want to see young lives change and i'm praying and i'm asking god for all of this stuff which is which is awesome but all of a sudden for some reason i just stopped and i was like i realized that i'm asking for all of the things of god but i'm not just asking for god himself like I've been so busy just continuing to ask God I need this, I need this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. I'm asking for the things that God wants to give me, but I had forgotten that I just I just need Jesus. Like I just want to be with you, God. I don't All of that stuff will come if I just get with you, if you just come and just be with me, like that's what I need. Just to be with God, just to be in his presence, just to see his face. It was a head shift it was a heart shift it was it was just i don't know just a moment where it kind of changed and i don't think we need to stop asking for those things but i don't think that we should desire those things more than we just desire god just simply just god just him i just sat and i just waited for god to speak and i just was like okay god i just want you like whatever that looks like and so i just sat and i just waited i didn't talk I have a bad problem with just continuing to talk to God. And I feel like lots of the times He's like, just shut up and let me speak. So I just shut up and I just waited just for God to speak. And whatever that was like, I was just like, whatever that is, God, if that's, you know, a thought in my head, if it's a Bible verse, if it's a picture, if it's, you know, if it's a, if it's a feeling, if it's, I don't know what it is, but God, I just want you to show up and just, just speak to me today. I just want to experience you. I just want you. And so I waited and I got to around the point where I thought, okay, worship's about to end. That's okay. And just like around that time, it's always around that time, isn't it? That God showed up and He, he actually spoke to me and I, in a split second, I saw a picture of Jesus' face. I saw His face and He was smiling at me. And it was kind of this smile like, not like, it was just this smile like that you have between like another mate, like you and your best mate and you both know something's up and no one else does. Just kind of this cheeky little smile, just like. He was giving me this cheeky like little grin and it made me laugh, it made me smile. And I saw that, I think I kind of just expected like if I saw his face that he'd be a little bit frustrated or just like serious or like come on we got to go or I don't know something like that but he was smiling and I realized in that moment that he was he was actually like he likes me like he actually enjoys me he was actually like proud of me even though I felt like he wasn't and it was it lasted for so long just that just that one experience it was like a split second but for weeks after, I would wake up every morning and I would just close my eyes and just like, just picture His face again because it just brought me so much life. It just brought me so much joy. And you know what? After being in God's presence, I walk away and I feel and I am filled with all of those things that I was praying for. I started feeling more confident. I felt more joyful. I felt more peaceful about my situation. I felt all of these things came as I just got with, with Him. I had it the wrong way around, I think. And I realised that, that if we just get with Jesus, you know, I've just been reminded of that for the weeks after that, Just i just got to get with Him and all of that stuff's just going to come. Now, I, here's the thing, I don't believe that that was supposed to be a one-time experience that's supposed to last me for weeks and weeks and weeks. I believe that we can have that any time. That I can actually make time every day to spend time with God and have Him speak to me and I can experience Him afresh. We can encounter the Holy Spirit whenever we want, if we want to make the time for it. Psalm 27 says this, and I think this is the last verse. This is David writing, and he says, The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. David's heart, he said, the one thing I want, it's just to be in the house of God. I just want to be in God's presence, delighting in Him. I was challenged by this. Is that my prayer? Is that your prayer? If we took a transcript of all of our prayers and we looked at the most common prayer, what would be the one thing that you ask of God all the time? I would love to tell you that, yeah, I've got my act together and definitely would pray that every single time. But we don't. We get so busy asking God for all of this other stuff and it's so simple, I think, that the one thing that we need is is just him. Just to be with him, just to delight in him. It's pretty simple today. It's nothing like that I had to go to Bible college for or anything. It's pretty simple, but I think it's just the simple truths often that just transform our lives. Nothing complicated, no secret back door into the kingdom of God. It's just just be with him. Spend time with Jesus. Allow your heart to hunger for his presence. I know that so often I often, I know that so often, I often, I know that so often I complicate my walk with Jesus way more than I need to. I know that there's we, we live in this age, I guess, where there's great speakers and there's great communicators all over the world that we can listen to online and, and we can download their stuff and and be encouraged. And it's it's awesome. I love doing that. But I think so much of the time that replaces my time with jesus you know at times i'm focusing all my attention on on doing this stuff for god i'm focusing all my attention on making sure youth youth's going all right and making sure i'm listening to the latest thing and making sure i'm reading my devotional and buying another christian book and listening to another podcast and i'm filling my life with all of this stuff of god but it's like i'm not actually just spending time with god just me and him i've got all of these things That is supposed to be directing me to god but i've just filled up my life and made it busy just with the things talking about god but i'm not actually ever just being within myself it's like how does it get like that that's crazy god loves just getting alone with you god loves just being just you and just him and that's it like god wants to speak to you he wants to tell you things he wants to he wants you to read the word and have god actually speak to you through the bible And what he's saying, that you don't actually have to have someone up here telling you what you need to know, that you can actually read the Bible for yourself, you can actually experience God for yourself. I know that I so often forget that. We don't need to make following Jesus more complicated than it needs to be. It's good to seek good teaching, it's good to listen to those podcasts, it's all good stuff but it should never replace just a genuine relationship with him. We've got to remember what's most important. This morning we're going to have some communion but just as we do that I believe that as we as we as we spend time with Jesus our attitudes will change I don't know if we have to focus on it too much I think there are sometimes when God challenges us with something and says hey I need you to focus on this thing a little bit and I want to make it better I want to make it right but I think lots of times as we just get with him our attitudes just naturally change You can be the contagious Christian that God wants you to be, that people enjoy being around you, that you bring refreshing to others. As you find yourself refreshed and and content in Him, that people will actually be refreshed by you, and then you could point those people to Jesus. My message is unapologetically simple today, but we just need Him. And so as we... Actually, before we do that, how about we just stop and close our eyes for a second? Is that a bit weird? Might be a bit weird. Just don't make it weird. Just shut your eyes. I just want to ask a couple of questions because sometimes I think it's just good to stop for a second and just look at ourselves. Just see what God wants to say. We're contagious whether we like it or not, and so my question is what attitudes are you carrying? What what are people catching off of you? When was the last time that you encountered Jesus and you were refreshed in his presence? When was the last time you got alone with him and just desired nothing else but just to be with him? Jesus can't wait just to get alone with you. He loves you so much. He loves spending time with you. He loves speaking to you. He loves seeing you come alive. I don't believe he's frustrated or disappointed at you. He loves you. If we could get the band to come up, and we're going to take communion. So this morning, like, take this opportunity definitely to remember what Jesus has done for us. That He died on the cross. He took the punishment that we deserve on Himself. He rose again, and we can now experience the same resurrection power that, that we can conquer death and sin in our lives. And remember that. Remember what He's done for you. But I also encourage you just to spend some time with Him this morning just real simple just just be with him just see what he has to say so communion's up on the sides and up the back i believe so you can take it in your own time and just enjoy being with him thanks church